So today we're going to talk about is content still king? Um, but before we do that, because we've done it with all these sessions over the past couple of months, um, Aaron, in one word, describe the last six months. Learning curve. That's not one word, you're as bad as Lauren, that's awful, but I'll give you that. Yeah, sorry, hyphenated. <laughs> this is about content after all. Yeah. <laughs> Andrea, still got the same word as before? Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with surreal. I think sure. sticking to my guns. Go with that. And so as far as work goes, and as far as, you know, I suppose writing like we're talking about today, um, the challenge you faced work-wise in the past six months? I think really just adapting to working from home, um, adapting to a new environment, really. I think obviously with digital marketing, our, our world is, is all online. So we can do it from home. It's just getting used to actually being at home and having the same sort of motivations, I guess. Yeah, without, without everyone else around you. Yeah. But you have actually, you've, you've adapted quite well. You quite like it now, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I enjoy I enjoy working from home. I think it obviously is handy for some things. You know, it it lets you maybe have a bit of a better work life balance, um, especially if you don't live, you know, super close to work. Yeah, and you've got to catch up on your history reading. <laughs> yeah, exactly as well. You've uh, you've got more time in the evening and the morning really as well. So that's right. Is that Andrea? Last six months content writing challenge um i think it's been trying to find how i work best at home and still feel creative um and i think i probably only until like the last week when i got my new laptop i didn't feel like i had a i didn't realize how actually poor my setup was well this is fun i've been doing it for six months and it wasn't until i got like my extra screen and my other laptop and it all set up i thought oh my god like I feel so much more productive and focused and I can do so much more in a day. Um, so I think it was just kind of that and learning even silly things like where, which room in my house I worked the best at and things like that. And then I've actually come to realize that when it comes to content writing specifically and content planning and things like that, it's actually easier to do from home because it requires a lot of concentration. I'm sure you find that too, Aaron, like in the office, if there's a conversation yeah. or someone needs you for something like, it's probably not the best habit, but I can make myself unavailable. I can turn off teams. I can turn off my emails for like half an hour if I just need to really focus on something. But it took me probably five months to get to the point where I actually realized that and, and decided I liked it. Do you know what we should have? We should have a sharing session, either via Zoom or next time we go into the office for a half a day uh, of things that we've actually learned that uh, we now do better. Because I've been on at everyone since the start about having two screens and making sure you're set up and stuff and everyone ignored me well lots of people ignored me but that is such a big difference to how we work uh, and you, you can tell Lauren that as well that she actually needs she's just about giving in and she's got I think all she asked for was something to prop her laptop up so it's slightly higher <laughs> she's still <laughs> this tiny screen. Carl said the same thing because like so I set my I got my laptop on the Friday and then I got it all set up Friday afternoon so I was ready Monday morning and literally by like 10 o'clock Monday morning, I'd probably got through as much work as I'd probably get through by like two o'clock on a normal day. Message Carl, I was like, oh my God, like what was I thinking for the past six months? He's like, would you please tell Lauren? And I did, but I think she doesn't feel like she has somewhere, she like 
she has, it's not her house. She lives with her family. I don't think she feels like she has a dedicated space where she can have like a screen as well. I said, still, <laughs> still, you need to do it. And she's young and she can work faster anyway. So that's it. She's got more energy than the rest of us. Yeah, her brain is still intact. <laughs> so on to content writing, Aaron. Uh, obviously, you've known, you know, you've been an SEO for a good number of years now uh, and content writing in its broader form as well. Um, but explain to us why good quality content is so important at the moment. Yeah, I think good quality content is still really important because it's um, it's the foundation really of getting in touch with your users. Um, it's the first sort of thing that they read when they arrive on the landing page. So on top of, you know, making sure it's optimized for keywords and things like that, it's really important to make sure your content is is readable um, and isn't isn't too advanced for just the basic user to grab the information they need and make the conversion action that you're looking for whether that be just completing a form um, or even just getting the information about your brand that you're trying to get across okay we've got you know, two sorts of content really as well you've got content on a landing page which is there you know as you say it's got to be really simple easy to read but then obviously you've got blog content and blog content is, is different. How would you write differently for blog content compared to actually on page content? Yeah. So it's two different goals really, as you say, you've got on page content where you're looking to sort of really push your service or just give everyone the information they need about your brand. But blog content is where you can target longer tail keywords and really sort of start to branch out with your content. Um, so it can be a lot more colloquial, can be a lot more friendly and fun, um, and you can you can tackle subjects that are maybe related to your your brand, but are not are not necessarily something you do yourself. So for us, we often we often talk about Spotify and the changes that they're making, um, or you know changes to Facebook and things like that, which we're not directly involved in, but obviously definitely affects our business. And what works best for SEO, blog content or just standard on-page content? I think it's a blend of both. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like the easy answer, but it, it definitely is a blend of both and it depends what you want to target. I think for your traditional keywords, so, um, you know, Women's Shoe Shop London, um, I think that that's definitely an on-page content type of search. But if you've got that side of things nailed down, then you definitely want to focus more on the blog content and maybe look at, you know, best women's shoe styles for the summer um, or whatever, whatever you may be looking for. That would definitely come under the blog content. Do you spend your lunchtime Googling ladies' shoes? Is this something you're... It's <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that came to mind, unfortunately. I don't know why. It's just on the brain. I think the thing with blog content as well, just, you know, Aaron's dead on with all of that, but blog content is also where, so you're on your on-site pages, you can talk about like, this is what we do and this is what we'll do for you. This is how our, serv our service or products are of use. But on your blog, you can actually build a relationship with people as well by helping them with their problems. So how to find the right shoe size if you have a wide foot, how, you know, which shoes go best with this style in this season. And it's where you can get people familiar with your brand and what you do without saying, this is what I want to do for you. This is what I want to sell to you. So that when they do end up on the other pages of your website, that aren't just helping them with their problems. They're a bit warmer and maybe actually eager to get your services. 
what makes it good quality content? What, what's the what's quality about the content? Is it the grammar? Is it writing? Is it uniqueness? What makes it good quality? Well, you always want to make sure Google likes it. So it needs it does need to be well written. If Google doesn't like what your content is, whether that's a blog or on-site pages, um, you're going to get penalized. You're not going to show up in the SERPs very high. Um, they're going to find other pages better quality. But it's a lot of things. It has to be well written. I think modern content people aren't as concerned with like if you're using the right type of comma, the right colon or semicolon, that's not so much good content, but it needs to be readable, like Aaron said earlier, and it needs to be what people actually want to read. And it can't just always be a rehash of the content that's already out there. It needs to offer something a little bit different. Otherwise, you just can get lost in an avalanche of other people writing about the same stuff. Yeah, agreed. What you want to go into your content, I think it's, it's some of the things that we've touched on, but you want to make sure, first of all, that you've got the right keyword for your content. So keywords are still key, really. Um, pardon the, the pun, but um, yeah, you have to you have to make sure that the, the keywords are correct so that you've got the right content um, and you're, you're reaching the right audience who are searching for you. I think the second asset of that is is making sure that it's readable and it's not too complex. So one of one of the big things is you know trying to add loads and loads of words and making it really fancy, but that often puts people off from reading it. Um, I think it's uh, the third, maybe the third most important thing is to make sure you're to the point. Um, and one way that you can do that with content, especially blogs, is maybe using bullet points um, and structured sections, maybe numbered sections of one, two, three, four, five, and seeing these are the top points I want to cover. Um, I think with attention spans, you know, people are spending less and less on websites um, and they often skim to look for the information they need. So, you know, it's not worthwhile spending hours and hours developing a, a really in-depth piece um, and leaving the most important information at the bottom because people would just scroll to find it. Um, so yeah, make sure you, you give people the information they're looking for first and foremost. Okay. Because it's interesting because obviously, you know, you talk about quality content being well written. Keywords obviously are crucial and that's what people often forget. You know, you really need to go and research your keywords and see what's out there, see how competitive they are. And that hasn't really changed in the past 10 years, I wouldn't have said. But what's supposed to have changed is Google's supposed to have got a lot more sophisticated. And obviously this, we're just talking about, you know, search, you know, writing for search at the moment, we haven't even touched social media. But the number of times I do a search, and I know immediately, and I'm sure you guys do, do as well, whether that page has just been written for my search terms. Now I know there's an awful lot, obviously, you know, not, not, we're not talking about it today, but there's an awful lot to do between, you know, the weight of the page, how popular it is, how many links you've got coming in, all the outreach um, tactics as well. But still, these pages get listed, and it is clear that they've repeated the keyword four times. They've got the title tag in twice. They, you know, it's just clearly written for search. It doesn't seem to be intelligent enough to have actually picked those out yet and said, well, that's being written to fool me. Um, and I suppose because those pages do actually have the information you're looking for, that's probably the answer, isn't it? That provided it is the right information. Um, but, you know, it used to be. Uh, if we were a web design agency in Tunbridge, we would have web design Tunbridge Kent, in Kent, Tunbridge are we, web designers, we are. <laughs> and that maybe is not, you wouldn't get away with it so well now.
but we're not, we've not actually got that far away from it. I do think some of these pages, they almost read like that. Um, yeah, we've moved from the keyword stuffing and you remember trying to read an article or a blog, like you said, 10 years ago, and it gave you a headache. Just trying, yes, I know you do this thing in this area. Just, I just want to find out, you know, some more information. So I do think Google is continuing to, to learn and, and kind of get smarter, but you're right. And I think probably people that don't work in marketing wouldn't see that landing page and, and realize what they've done. So I guess Google's smart enough for the common man, but maybe not smart, smart enough for the marketer yet for us to see through it. Yeah, I mean, another, another. Um, I'm sure you both see it as well, is if you, TV programs are the big ones. So like Spitting Image, the new version of that was out this weekend. Uh, and I was looking at how to watch Spitting Image and the number of articles that come out from Daily Mail, uh, the Sun, you know, the major publications that have clearly just written an article. They've got whole teams that are just writing an article for that one search that because yeah. it's such a weight in their domain that it comes through, you know, really easily for them. But that to me is very spammy uh, and they, they haven't picked up on it. What gets me along those lines is, and it, it's something that I really hope Google will figure out, is when you search release date of the new Peaky Blinders series, for example, and it will give you three or four articles at the top that are, when's the new release date? And it does not have the answer. It talks about, you know, what they think the upcoming series is going to be about, who's going to be in it, you know, rumors of stuff, but there's literally nowhere in there does it say when it's going to be released. So there's lots of searches like that, but we're just on topic of TV. But that is something that you see tons of that as well from maybe not even, you know, the sun, the mail, things like that. But because they've put it in there, there's actually not content out there that is answering that question. It's getting bumped up to the top. Yeah. And I just want to know when Peaky Blinders is out. <laughs> exactly. And yet they've managed to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I think that that is the crux of it is that, as you say, you know, search in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it has changed massively within 10 years. I mean, sure, we can talk about um, social signals, uh, you know, the weight of a page, the domain authority. We can talk about whether it's optimized for feature snippets and things like that. But on the basic level, it does still just come down to content and keywords. And you can still rank if you if you tick those those boxes that we've we've been doing for the past sort of 10 years. Yeah. So how much do you think it's evolved in the past 10 years? Well, I think on the back of that, as I say, not not massively, not like some other aspects, you know, sort of like social, sort of you see the huge growth on that and now it's just so heavily paid on social. Um, but I think the, the basic elements of SEO do still revolve around good content and good keywords. Um, it's just these additions that, that Google have added in, things like feature snippets now, which you can you can add in using things like a schema um, or just even on a more basic level, using bullet points um, in your in your content is a really good way to trigger those feature snippets. Um, but it's just Google adding more layers on how they can try and differentiate good content between bad content. Um, but at the end of the day, when, when Google crawl the site, what they're looking for is the keywords, um, the content, and then factoring in things like, you know, all the other stats as well. Yeah. I think where it has probably evolved a little bit more than we realize is by recognizing more rich and varied content. Because we say content and most people think of words, but a great graphic, an infographic, a really nice video, these are all different types of content. 
So now really good pages, you're seeing an example of everything. You're seeing some really nice optimized, but not over optimized written content. You're seeing a, a picture and maybe a video. And those are the pages that are gonna rank well if they're on you know, well-performing pages. But what you probably didn't see 10 years ago is you search you know, how to hang a picture straight. Now you're getting a YouTube video that comes up as the first match, which we weren't seeing 10 years ago. Now again, that's because someone's gone in and done a description. So it is because of words, but Google wasn't able to do that. I don't think probably 10 years ago in the way that it is now to give you a video with the steps of exactly what you wanna try and do. So I think the words and the way Google kind of looks at that hasn't changed, but the way other content is being recognized has evolved. Yeah. Yeah. And that includes social content across all the platforms. Well, we're not touching on this. What we're talking about today really is actually written proper crafted words on a page. But yeah, exactly that. We were talking about, you know, infographics the other day, you know, provided that the content needs to be unique to make it attractive enough to go somewhere. But then if you can get it published and then people are linked to it, that again is a, a crucial form of content, you know, for any of the stuff that we do. Um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So how important do you think on-site content is then, um, you know, as opposed to everything else you do to rank a site? You know, if you were told, right, okay, you've got to get this key phrase, ladies' shoes, to number one, uh, what's the most important factor for SEO? It is on-site, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is on-site content. I think there's been, there's been a lot of articles and talk lately as well looking at which have now sort of become old terms, but looking at black hat SEO and gray hat SEO um, and looking at those sort of tactics that, that Google have maybe suggested are not good and people shouldn't do. Um, one of those things is sort of hidden or, or fake landing pages for want of a better word. Um, and it's something that people do industry wide and, and something that even with shoes and clothing you may do. So you may have, you know, a page for t-shirts, then a page for blue t-shirts, and then a page for white t-shirts, and so on and so on. Um, but although it can technically be seen as grey hat, it is something that still works. Um, you know, on-page content is is the way to to get yourself ranking and to get yourself in the search results. Yeah, I think it's it's looking at like if you think about the other tactics, so it could be link building, it could be digital PR, it could be, you know, whatever you want to talk about, you can, you can direct as many people and try and get your website, you know, to have the best authority you want. But if the content's not there, no one's going to click through, it's not going to rank, you know, it, it's, it's not the only way to do it, but it has to be square one. It's probably the lowest hanging fruit. I mean, the amount of times that between me and Aaron, we've got a web page, a, a page on a client's website ranking from page eight, to page one just by tweaking the meta details it took us 10 minutes to do and it makes all the difference yeah so if you had a brand new domain you had no links going into it so it had no age no links at all do you think you could still get a ranking out of just good content eventually probably <laughs> i think yeah i think in theory depending on who you're up against um it, you could you could still see immediate results you know as long as you're not going up against you know your amazons and ebays and, and the giants then i think if your market is a bit more niche um or a bit more independent then then definitely i think you can you can still see results fairly quickly yeah we, we should try the experiment again we tried it probably about 
I don't know, five years ago now, uh, and we got a page ranking for Christmas jumpers um, because it was a niche at the time. It was a new trend that was in, but it was a brand new domain. Uh, it was just on a, I think it was a basic Wix site or something like that, and we managed to get it ranking. So it's, it's an interesting you know, thought if you can, maybe if Google will get sensitive enough to actually the content what people like rather than just the age of the domain and you know the outreach site which really that's where things like the sun and you know the daily matter really taking over um, yeah could potentially as it gets more intelligent be the next stage so yeah yeah definitely good stuff so that's my last question because that's all you've given me the last one is how important do you think on-site content is we've done that good stuff all right see you both awesome. see you tomorrow see you. bye bye, bye. bye.